Welcome to Near-Death Experience Podcast, the official source of audio accounts for the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation. I'm Chaz Hathaway, author of Life in the Spirit World, What Near-Death Experiences May Teach About Life on the Other Side. Today we're going to share the experience of Lori from endearth.org, who says, The evening of my near-death experience, I quite literally crawled into bed. I was so sick and in so much pain that I couldn't lift my head without great effort. I remember crawling into bed and curling up into the fetal position and sobbing and rocking from the pain. I moaned, why me, God? When is this going to be over? How much more can one person take? Quite a normal litany under the circumstances. Suddenly the tears stopped. The pain stopped. The confusion stopped. I became clearer headed in that moment than I had ever previously experienced. I knew what I had to do. I had to ask for it to be over. Simple, or so I thought. I now know that nothing is simple. I rolled onto my back, closed my eyes, and prayed for it to be over. Please, God, let me come home. I began to experience a small amount of fear or separation anxiety, so I immediately began the relaxation exercise I had been taught to help with the pain and anxiety I had experienced for many years. Just as I felt myself relax, about to enter the alpha state, I felt a heat and a light move up my body. When it got to the top of my head, I felt a great pressure and the feeling of a void, no sound, no light, like being stuck in a vacuum. Suddenly there was a noise, like the passing of a speeding train, a whoosh sound, a whoosh sound, and I was moving, it seemed upward through a dark colored tunnel filled with lights like stars around it. With a flash of the most intense white light, I found myself standing before the source. I hesitate to explain my experience at this point, as it seems to me that that part of a near-death experience is very individual and personal. I will suffice to say that the source was a geodesic orb which emanated all I sensed, felt, etc., and that there were other entities present. I was told to turn and look at what I was leaving and where I was going in order to make a good decision. In other words, is this what I really wanted or did I just want the pain to end? As I turned, I saw the earth in the distance. My experience lasted six hours in our time. And as such, it is possible, it is impossible to accurately describe everything I experienced. I will say that I saw my future, my past, and was allowed to make my decision from my now as well as being given an important life message. My re-entry into my body was very painful, and I immediately felt that something was very wrong. Like, 
I got back in the wrong body or something. I got up slowly from the bed, looked in the mirror, and got scared. I didn't recognize myself immediately. Many others didn't recognize me after the experience as I underwent some intense physical changes in that short time. During the experience alone, I lost two inches in height and 12 pounds, as well as more cosmetic changes, hair, complexion, etc. And that is the end of Lori's experience. Very interesting. She's given a opportunity from what it looks like to return uh, because she's <clears throat> she's in a lot of pain and feels this as the pain stops and the and the tears the fear stops she becomes clear-headed and she knows what she has to do she had to ask for it to be over she says simple or so i thought i now know that nothing is simple so she rolls onto her back and prays for it to be over and uh, has to do some uh, anxiety-reducing exercises to calm herself down because it's frightening to her, the idea of dying. But as she does die, she finds herself in the void. No sound, no light. She says it was like being stuck in a vacuum. There's nothing around, nothing to be seen, nothing to be heard. And then all of a sudden there is a noise, like the passing of a speeding train. I'm left to wonder, <clears throat> again, we don't fully know the mechanics of spirit travel. Some people say there's no sound. Other people say there was. they could feel wind. <clears throat> and um, if you study a little bit about sound, like there's a, there's a program called 20,000 Hertz, um, that talks about sound and it has an episode about space and about um, how sound would be experienced on other planets uh, other nearby planets because you know these uh, these nine or so planets that we have around us and or eight I guess whatever and uh, the uh, the experience for different planets is very interesting and so forth but uh, the thing that I found interesting is that they said that on Mars, because the atmosphere is so thin, um, not only would it be very difficult to hear much of anything other than if you put your ear up against the ground itself, but also hurricane speed winds would only feel like a light breeze. So if you've got, you know, 100, 150 mile an hour winds, it will feel like a light breeze to you because with the atmosphere being so thin, they're just not hitting you very hard. Whereas on Earth, 100 mile an hour winds could carry you away. But, uh, and then there are planets where, you know, 20 mile an hour winds would push you over because the atmosphere is so thick. And of course, you'd have issues with, you know, pressure and so forth in your head and all that. But we won't get into that. The thing that I think about as I hear these experiences of spirits being uh, experiencing wind and others not experiencing wind is that what if and I'm I don't know but what if because spirits themselves are such a thin material such a, a, a light matter form 
that it that traveling you know obviously traveling through earth you might feel or you might hear a whoosh sound or something but you you know because of the thick atmosphere but even in space traveling faster far faster than the speed of light i mean fast enough for galaxies to be going by those infinitesimal you know bits of molecules that are found floating in in space might be enough to create a wind sound i mean all, all the wind is is the sound of of molecules passing your ears uh, and uh, if if you've got far fewer molecules but traveling at ridiculous speeds maybe that's what it comes out like i don't know that's that's just you know i'm just throwing that out there there's probably more to that than scientifically than what i'm considering but that's just a thought and then she's given the choice to come back she talks about the source being a geodesic orb and i had to google what geodesic orb is but a, a geodesic orb um it it looks like a a, a geometric shape like a circle, just imagine a circle with uh, um, either dents in it or or something, not like a golf ball exactly, but like the uh, like the um, uh, big sphere at uh, Disney World, or or perhaps you know it kind of reminds me of the experience where we talk about an egg shape um, thing. The anyway, Google geodesic orb, and I bet you could do geodesic sphere as well let me just uh, search here yeah it's the same thing if you just look up geodesic sphere um, you can kind of see it's a circle made of triangles basically having enough triangles to look like a uh, circle and, and there are other shapes too um, one looks like a daisy uh, uh, they almost look like some of them like soccer balls uh, things like that anyway um, very interesting not exactly sure what to make of that other than that uh, that light source that uh, source as people describe it seems to take on this kind of a shape for some people apparently interesting so anyway if you would like to contact the podcast you can do so by emailing neardeathexperiencepodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to support the podcast you can either purchase my book Life in the Spirit World or you can go to uh, patreon.com slash ndecast to become an ongoing monthly contributor and thank you all of you so much again for listening